God is not afraid of the dark. Our scripture is full of stories that feature darkness as an important character. Sometimes God speaks through the stillness of the dark, just as God called out to Samuel. Darkness can be the backdrop for a moment of struggle, like when Isaac wrestles for his life through the night. The authors of our Gospels love to juxtapose light and dark, such as Jesus giving the blind man sight. At other times, darkness represents personal suffering that must be faced. Jesus calls out from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Darkness also plays a role in the lives of several important people in our Christian tradition. For the last 50 years of her life, Mother Teresa struggled to feel connected with God, describing her soul as a, quote, ice block. She wrote to one of her spiritual advisors, tell me, why is there so much pain and darkness in my soul? The experience she describes as known as the dark night of the soul, and it's echoed by many others, John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, Julian of Norwich. Darkness is part of life, and it touches all of us in some form or another. Although we rarely seek out the darkness on our own, there are things that can be learned in the dark, some of which we might not be able to learn in the light. In the darkness, no one can do your homework for you. There's no secondhand spiritual growth. You must go on the journey for yourself. When we make the choice to live and breathe the darkness and then walk forward through it rather than ignore it or pretend as if it doesn't exist, we come out the other side with new wisdom that we carry in the marrow of our bones. One of the foundational truths of Christianity is that darkness does not have the final word. There is no darkness too dark that light cannot shine through it. This morning's gospel story comes from a section of Matthew that's focused on the end of time. There's a type of Christianity that fixates on very specific end-time imagery. The end of time will be like a judgment scene in a courtroom, or the end of time will be like Armageddon. It will be something to fear. The same type of Christianity uses this morning's gospel to say that you must be prepared or you will get left behind when the end comes. It's a tough gospel to make sense of, and it seems to fly in the face of Jesus' teachings about being generous to others. But there's more to it than inducing fear about being left behind. To begin with, when Jesus is asked what the end will look like, in this particular instance, he tells a parable about a wedding. He continues by describing God not as a judge, but as a bridegroom, a representation of love. 
who arrives at midnight when it is most dark outside. This is a story about God meeting us in darkness. The twist is that when some of the bridesmaids run out of oil for their lamps, they are chided. This is where the be prepared or else thinking comes from. But there's another layer of understanding here, I think, which is less don't get left behind and more you are the only one who can do your work for yourself. When you find yourself in the dark, we will all stand there at some point. Some of us might be standing there right now. When you wrestle with doubt and uncertainty and life feels heavy, you don't know what to expect. It's midnight, you can't see forward. You don't know which direction to step. There is no one that can take that next step for you. We can encourage and support and teach one another, sure, that's really important, but no one can go on your journey for you. No one can experience for you. In the lingo of this parable, no one can keep your lamp lit for you. That is your work for you to do. It has your name written on it. The Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor says that darkness is shorthand for anything that scares us, anything that we won't know part of, either because we're unsure whether or not we have the resources to survive it or because we don't want to find out. None of us want to stand in this territory. No one enjoys feeling anxious or uncertain or out of control. And yet great wisdom seekers from many traditions teach us that there are things we learn in the dark that we could never be taught in the light. Last week, I was asked to speak to a gathering of Episcopal clergy about transformative moments in my life. I ended up describing three moments when I was lost in the dark. And in the telling of these stories, I realized that I experienced God very differently each time. The first moment I described was marked by me accepting the darkness rather than struggling against it. I sensed God saying, I'm with you. I felt strong. I felt capable of showing up. Years later, I recognized the darkness as it engulfed me again, and I wanted to feel brave. I desired so badly to believe that God was with me, but things kept getting harder and darker I didn't feel God in the ways that I wanted to. A voice nudged me to seek the support of other people. A third moment was characterized by me not feeling God at all. Something within me told me to be really still, to face what it is that I'd never wanted to face, and that the only way out would be to move through. As I waited and waited and waited, for a message of clarity about what to do, it felt like a heavy blanket was draped across my shoulders. Darkness can fall upon our lives in any number of unsurprising ways. 
Next time the lights go out and you find yourself standing in the dark, even if you're scared or you think you're not ready or that you don't have all the resources you need, I hope that you will remind yourself that God is not afraid of the dark. And that no matter how it is that you experience or don't experience God in the moment, that you try to trust that God does, in fact, join you there. I pray that you'll remember that you're not the only person who has ever felt that darkness and lived to tell the tale, that you will find the courage to do your work and go on your journey and take that next step for yourself, and that you will have faith that whenever it is that you walk out the other side, you will carry new wisdom in the marrow of your bones. The hard-won discovery that even though darkness is a part of life, it never has the final word. In the name of God. Amen.